Here we go, Steelers fans. It's another episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. I am your host, Jeremy Betts, and I am not so excited this week because the Steelers did not take care of business against the Las Vegas Raiders in Pittsburgh for the home opener. Oh, man, what a frustrating game to watch. Uh, I'm sure all of you can feel it um, as well. The injuries that were sustained on defense really sucked the life out of the team, I think. It didn't allow them to be able to do schematically what they want to do on defense, which uh, is how the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2021 are going to win football games for the most part. So, yes, a very disappointing uh, week two after a a very encouraging week one performance against the Buffalo Bills, especially in the second half. Um, we're seeing some of the things that were a hindrance to this team's success in 2020, rearing their ugly heads and uh, also seeing some uh, injuries pile up to key players again on defense uh, on defense. So hoping for better results in week three as the Pittsburgh Steelers head back home to face the Cincinnati Bengals on CBS at one o'clock. Don't forget to watch and root on your Steelers this weekend um, in what I think should be a bounce back performance, but we're not going to talk about that specifically because that's not what we're here for. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking Steelers players and the teams that they are facing. So we're going to really focus in on that uh, for the remainder of the episode. But before we do that, this is your friendly reminder that the Steelers fantasy football fix is a part of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com family of podcasts. There are so many podcasts, I can't even name them all to you. And so much online content as well on the website if you're looking for uh, news and updates and Steelers-related articles. Uh, you can check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and also check out the other podcasts in the podcast network. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. For the remainder of the episode, we're going to talk about Devontae – or I'm sorry, Devontae um, – Najee Harris, I don't know where Devontae came from, people, but uh, forgive me. It is Wednesday after all, hump day. Uh, Najee Harris's fantasy breakout. Um, it was a breakout from fantasy perspective because uh, he did not have a great week one. Uh, this week he had uh, a much better statistical performance in fantasy. Uh, so we'll take a look at that and how other Steelers fantasy performers performed. And then after... Uh, the break in the middle of the episode, we're going to look ahead to Bengals week and then take a look also at some week two trade targets. One of my favorite topics is trading in fantasy football. So we will dive into that and uh, see what options are out there to bolster your team as you continue the start of your fantasy football season. All right, let's Recap the Raiders. It was a tough loss. Oh, I still hurt thinking about it. Um, call me a homer, but I really think the Steelers lost because they lost so many players on defense. And I know it's injuries are not an excuse in the National Football League, but they can be a reason for defeat. And I think that the loss of 
uh, key players. Basically, half of the defense was half of the defensive starters were injured. Uh, all of them being major contributors to how the Steelers play defense, and that made them unable to scheme uh, or to play to the scheme that they had in place to defeat the Oakland. Uh, Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so I really think that that was a huge part of that. The offense does have to play better to win, but the loss of this those defensive stars really hurt their chances um, in this game. So, man, uh, I want to see better. I'm hoping better comes in week three. But let's talk about the fantasy performances from the Raiders game, uh, specifically for Steelers players. Uh, Najee Harris uh, had his, uh, what we were all hoping he would be, uh, type performance, uh, 19.1 PPR fantasy points, and his use as a receiver, five targets, five catches, and a touchdown uh, is solid. It's what we were hoping for when we were drafting him in the late first, early second round. Uh, and it's growing. That role as a receiver is growing. I think uh, Ben is starting to look his way more when the play breaks down. Uh, hopefully that continues uh, when guys aren't open downfield because he's going to make people miss in open space. He's going to get yardage. He's going to set you up for better uh, positioning on the next down of play than if you were to throw it away or uh, take a sack. So I hope Ben uh, starts to look to him a little bit more. Um, his touchdown catch um, in the second half did salvage another rough statistical day for him, uh, The especially in the run game. Ten carries for 38 yards. Uh, that is not what we thought we were going to be seeing um, with the uh, proposed recommitment to the running game um, by the Steelers brass uh, head coaches. Uh, or all the coaches, we, we heard all offseason we're going to recommit to the run. And uh, 16 carries in week one, that's that's all right. But 10 carries in week two, that doesn't cut it. That's not recommitting to the run game. Uh, we need to see more commitment from Pittsburgh uh, in the run game to Najee Harris. Um, and if that happens, then you're looking at a superstar, guys, in fantasy football. Um, if, the fa- if the receiving role maintains its current pace or grows, which I think it will, um, and the rushing uh, continues to improve. Hopefully the offensive line can gel uh, better and better as the year goes on. Uh, Then you're looking at exactly what you were hoping, which is a uh, back-end running back one in Najee Harris. Uh, Deontay Johnson, we're moving on to the wide receivers. He led the team. Uh, with 19.5 PPR points, he was the highest scoring fantasy performer in PPR leagues uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had a team high 12 targets. Two weeks in a row, he is the team leader in uh, targets. And we talked about that going into the season ad nauseum. He is the target leader for the Pittsburgh Steelers when he's healthy. He did get banged up on literally the last play for the Steelers' offense in this game, um, which uh, is very unfortunate and and very concerning. Um, It's a knee injury. It looks like he avoided major injury, which is good news, but his status for week three is definitely in doubt. So keep an eye on that. 
if healthy, lock him in to your lineups as a volume-based wide receiver two with upside for more. Um, he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver by the end of the year, barring injury. You can mark that down. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster had a touchdown run, and he had six catches, so his usage is is good um, as far as uh, number of catches and, and, and quality reps, but um, he's not getting a lot of depth of target. He, his role is identical so far uh, this year as uh, as it was last year in 2020. So he's a, a weekly flex play to me. His floor is super high. Um, he's going to get uh, f- five to eight catches a game typically. Um, and then the yardage on top of that is going to play into his fantasy total. So really high floor with upside for more. 16.4 PPR points in week two uh, was a solid showing, and you'd have been glad you had him in your flex spot uh, with those totals. Um, The touchdown did help him out, but you're getting good work for Juju Smith-Schuster underneath from a fantasy perspective. Chase Claypool, guys, I apologize. This was probably my start of the week um, based on how I was talking last week and the article which will come out every uh, Thursday on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Andrew Wilbar and myself, our starts and sits for the week. I had Claypool as a locked-in start, um, and I apologize for missing on that prediction Claypool's going to be boomer bust all year long. Hopefully we see more booms than busts, but 9.7 PPR points is not what you want out of a wide receiver um, two or wide receiver three a play. So um, we hope for more, a better rapport with Ben as the year continues. I think that is a possibility. And then also if Deontay Johnson misses any time due to his injury, you have to give Chase Claypool a boost. Um but he is a big play dependent target. Uh, he's going to have his big plays, so you can still keep him uh, in a start starting position um, or first guy off the roster type thing. Keep him in your consideration every week um, and hope for a better rhythm with Ben as the season progresses. Uh, let's move on and talk about Big Ben uh Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, as uh, BTSC editor Jeff Hartman refers to him. Um, let's just put it how it is. He's he's not a viable fantasy quarterback at this point, and he really needs to play better. Um, as in, when you're just talking about uh, the game of football as well, the yardage totals were pretty good in week two. Uh, he did push the ball downfield a little bit more and a little bit better. Uh, in week two, so that is good to see. But right now, um, he's not putting together the touchdown numbers that you want, and the yardage will be inconsistent be- as the offense continues to grow. Um, like we talked about earlier, I- I'm hoping to see him start checking down to Najee a little more when routes don't develop downfield or guys are covered uh, because that's going to help him with his passing floor. A little bit, and it's going to help this team gain yardage as well. Uh, I'd really love to see a 2016-2017 Le'Veon Bell style usage out of Najee uh, from Ben in the passing game, and that could help spark a lot of offense and maybe 
help put Ben in better position to make some downfield throws because they can't just sit on the wide receivers with uh, Najee running um, the flats and the underneath uh, routes as well. So uh, hopefully Ben turns it around a little bit, but right now, even in uh, two quarterback leagues, uh, for the most part, unless you're in a deep league, I think you you might can find some better options than Ben. Um, definitely in one quarterback league, though, you have better options than number seven for your fantasy lineup. Uh, let's talk the tight ends. This was an interesting game because we talked about last week how they really share time and and a similar role in the offense. Uh, but you know, we can ask the question after this week is. Uh, Pat Fryermy is starting to separate himself as uh, the more reliable target for Ben. He did have four catches on four targets for um, 36 yards, so not not crazy stats by any means. But when you consider that uh, Eric Ebron put up a big goose egg in the stat sheet for week two, um, you got to think that maybe uh, Patty Fry is starting to take a little bit more of the starting role from Ebron could be a guy to keep an eye on on waivers this week and uh, definitely after week three uh, if his performance continues to elevate. Uh, The defense, special teams for the Steelers, um, was not good, obviously, in this game, but they were missing several huge pieces, uh, down way too many players to uh, be the type of uh, takeaway and sack-dependent defense that they can be that'll score a lot of fantasy points. So watch the injury report this week. If you see a bounce back in health from some of the superstars, uh, we should see a bounce back in performance from a fantasy perspective uh, for this defense special teams unit as well. Uh, And then let's talk Boz, uh, Chris Boswell. Seven points in week two. Uh, Definitely a, a... lesser performance this week than the last uh, but he does have a, a pretty high floor for a kicker because the Steelers offense does struggle uh, when they get into scoring positions sometimes so now uh, Boz is going to have more kicking opportunities than some uh, but uh, he he's more of a streamer play than an every week starter for sure so uh, check the matchups with Boz in future weeks and uh, you know take a look and, and like I said with kickers in, in one of my shows before a preview show um, you know look for opportunities for a decent offense against a bad defense or um, you know a, a great offense against a great defense you're gonna you're gonna get um, more kicking opportunities so uh, that's kind of how that works for kickers look for kicking opportunities and that's going to determine usually the uh, ability of a kicker to score a lot of points. All right, before we move on to take a look at the Bengals, we are going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because afterwards we're going to talk about all the players, all the fantasy players involved in week three for Steelers and Bengals. And then we're also going to look at trade targets for your week two fantasy football season. Stick around. We'll be right back. Coming outside the door. 
Welcome back to the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. Just a reminder, you can find me and follow me on Twitter at TheBets93. That's at T-H-E-B-E-T-Z-9-3. I'd love to hear from you guys how your fantasy leagues uh, and participation is going in 2021, how you're doing through two weeks, uh, any big trades that you've made, um, how many leagues you're in. Hit me up. Let's talk fantasy football beyond this. I would love to hear from the listeners and uh, get to know you guys a little bit better. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Let's jump right into Bengals week. Hopefully, the Pittsburgh Steelers can rebound from a rough outing against the Raiders. Uh, The defense hopefully gets a little healthier. Um, Hopefully, we still have uh, Deontay Johnson available to us uh, for this week three matchup. But I do like the fact that it's at home. I like the fact that... um, it's coming off a tough loss. I think uh, Mike Tomlin will have his guys ready to go. So looking forward to week three matchup on CBS, 1 o'clock this Sunday. Let's break it down from a fantasy perspective uh, who we should be looking at in this game. Uh, let's start with the running backs. Um, we're going to jump right into to Najee Harris. Uh, he is a good start again this week. Again, we talked about it last week. You're not really going to be benching Najee Harris unless he has um, a series of games in a row where he is underperforming, underwhelming, or he gets injured. So uh, keep him in your lineup as a solid running back two with uh, RB1 upside for this week. Um, his volume is going to be there. I think he's going to continue to grow in the passing game like we talked about Um since he has a middle-of-the-pack run defense, I think they're 15th against run, ranked against running backs, but I think Najee's passing game uh, prowess will help him to be a solid start this week. Um, on the other side of the ball, Joe Mixon, who's had a pretty decent start. His Week 2 performance was not that, that great, um, but for his performance last year uh, with injury and everything, his ability to play all three downs and his performance to start this season has been pretty decent. Uh, But I would fade him this week, flex at most against uh, Stingy Steelers defense uh, against the run. Even without some starters this last week, the running rush defense was still top-notch. So I don't necessarily like Joe Mixon uh, scoring a lot of points in this week, but if you have to play him, uh, put him in your flex spot, um, and hopefully you've got some players uh, ahead of him on your running back depth chart that are in good matchups this week. Moving on to the wide receivers, start Deontay Johnson if he's healthy, but keep an eye on it because if he goes into the game with a questionable tag and ends up playing, the likelihood of re-injury is definitely there, so um, if it's looking close, it, it might be a good idea if you have the depth to do it to give him a week off and and hope that uh, his injury continues to heal and maybe give him a run in week four against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but for this week, if if he's if he clears uh, the injury report and it looks like he's a healthy, good to go player, he is a starter. Uh, against a Cincinnati defense that gives up big plays against the pass. He could be a wide receiver one this week, but I think you're more relying on him to be a wide receiver two. Uh, So definitely play him in that position. Flex, Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool in this game. 
Uh, one of them will continue to, to put up solid points opposite Deontay Johnson, I believe, um, potentially both of them as well. And if DJ is a no-go this week, then you can uh, definitely jump Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool up to wide receiver two status against a softer Bengals secondary. Good um, good play from the Pittsburgh Steelers wideout should be expected for fantasy football this weekend. On the Bengals side of the ball, I'm starting Higgins and Jamar Chase uh, as flex or wide receiver twos, um, but I would... I guess, temper expectations for them, especially if guys like Joe Hayden uh, can come back, uh, even Devin Bush, guys that roam the middle of the field. Uh, those, the Bengals wide receivers could um, get the the uh, Bills treatment a little bit and not really put up great numbers against this Steelers defense if the defense comes back and is healthy for week three. But uh, keep an eye on that um, and – Higgins and Chase are definitely good starts. They've got good rapport with Joe Burrow. You're hoping for targets and uh, catch volume here because I don't know if the big play is going to be there against a Steelers secondary that's hopefully going to be healthy this week. So keep an eye on that. Um, Tyler Boyd, though, is a sneaky flex play out of the slot. I might even put him above a guy like Jamar Chase, who I think um, the Steelers would look to shut down. Tyler Boyd, a sneaky flex play because – of slot uh, of the position he plays I think his ability to get open against linebackers will be a huge boost and uh, with the pass rush getting in quick against a not very good offensive line I think Joe Burrow will be getting rid of the ball quickly and many times the closest target to him will be Tyler Boyd so a potentially good flex play even against a tough defense Uh, moving on to the tight ends for both sides of the ball Fade them all. Don't play anybody. All right? We need to see what Pat Fryermuth can do if he is is for sure taking over that uh, pass-catching number one tight end role from Eric Ebron in this offense. I want to see it one more week before I give him a, a nod, and uh, even more so I want to see him get more targets than he even got this last week. So uh, check that out, but keep an eye – or sorry, keep an eye on Pat Fryermuth. But uh, C.J. Uzama from Cincinnati doesn't need to be in your lineup, and Eric Ebron for sure does not need to be in your lineup. Quarterbacks, it's the same thing. We're fading them all. We're not going to play Ben Roethlisberger – um, unless you have an injury to a starting quarterback or you're in two quarterback leagues, he could be a potential stream in those areas if he's healthy. And we have gotten word that he has suffered a uh, an injury to his left pectoral. So we need to keep an eye on that. His status for week three is definitely in doubt at this point. But Joe Burrow, if the defense, again, is is healthy, keep an eye on that. I don't necessarily like his uh, potential in this game so temper expectations if you have to start him Uh, but I would definitely uh, bench him for other options if you have them as far as defenses go uh, you're going to start the Steelers defense but Cincinnati is a no-go don't need to be playing them in this game I think the Steelers play a style of football that is going to be pretty safe you're not going to see a lot of turnovers I don't think out of this team this year um, so keep Cincinnati's defense on the back burner, but, uh, 
Keep an eye on Steelers starters coming back. T.J. Watt, it's looking like he's probably going to come back for week three. Uh, I would expect Joe Hayden and Devin Bush uh, to be the same. So if they're, if those three guys are playing, I think you, you put this Steelers defense right back in your starting lineup uh, as you will most weeks of the season. And then at kicker, both kickers are solid streams, uh, but I wouldn't uh, be starting them necessarily if you have a better uh, kicker option. So uh, keep an eye on that. If you're into streaming kickers, you can stream either kicker uh, for one of these two teams. All right, that is the Steelers-Bengals matchup in a nutshell. Uh, To kind of wrap that up, I think um, where I'm going with this is you you want Najee in your lineup if you have him. And you want whoever's going to be the Steelers wide receiver one for sure in your lineup. If that's Deontay Johnson, put him in there. If if it's not, if he's unable to go, then I think that that wide receiver one spot goes to Juju Smith-Schuster um, with Claypool maintaining his role as the deep threat with more targets, obviously. And then James Washington will come in and fill uh, the the position that Johnson leaves, but I do not think his targets will be where they uh, where Deontay's would be. So that is my advice in that area for Steelers Bengals week three showdown. All right, we're going to jump into the last topic here. Some trade targets through two weeks. We've got some guys that are underperforming their draft value and uh, they could be targetable players in drafts. People start to um, freak out about the lack of usage or the lack of production from some of these guys. Uh, the first one right off the bat, and I think a lot of you are are probably thinking this as well, Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back, is currently RB48 in fantasy football this year. That is not where he was being drafted. And I know the injury has plagued him coming into the season. He's not at full strength. But as soon as he gets to full strength, which it looks like week three could be the start of that, um, he can really break out and provide that first-round value that – you uh, were looking for when you drafted him. So keep him uh, on your radar. He's a great trade target at this point. And then another running back I like as a trade target is Antonio Gibson. He is running back 32 in fantasy football. And that's, again, not where you were drafting uh, Antonio Gibson to be. He was a late first round, early second round type running back in a lot of drafts. So Antonio Gibson, I like his his style of play. He's not a guy that it will get injured that much, I don't think. So, um, and he's going to get the goal line carries, and he's starting to pick up a few more targets in the passing game. So Antonio Gibson is a guy I would be uh, trying to trade for um, if you are needing running back boost at this point. Um, always when you're trading, try to – send an offer that gives the team you're, you're trying to get a player from, gives gives that person a weapon that will enhance one position group on their team. And it doesn't necessarily have to be equal value to value for a player, uh, but if a player is – or if a team is really struggling at the wide receiver position and you have an abundance of wide receivers, maybe throw your wide receiver three at them and see if they will take – Uh, That for an Antonio Gibson type player. Uh, Saquon Barkley you might have to do a little more work for because um, most managers will 
also evaluate that he has the upside to be a top tier running back for uh, the second or for the remaining portion of the season. So keep that in mind when you are targeting these players. All right, I've got three wide receivers here. The first one is Robert Woods. He is currently wide receiver 41 in PPR leagues, and um, that's not where he was being drafted. He was being drafted to be a top 20 type player uh, at the wide receiver position. Cooper Cup really running away as the wide receiver one there in um, Los Angeles. He is the wide receiver one in all of PPR fantasy football right now, according to ESPN. So uh, Robert Woods, though, has kind of fallen behind, but I would expect him to get his feet under him as he uh, gains rapport with Matthew Stafford, and he's going to be a fantastic receiver this year, uh, even in two relative, <coughs> excuse me, relatively downer games. He has still scored double-digit points, so keep uh, Robert Woods uh, as a trade target for this week. The second wide receiver I have is A.J. Brown from Tennessee. He is the 47th ranked wide receiver in fantasy football right now. Uh, He's got the potential to be so much more. Ryan Tannehill has struggled to start out the season, but the targets will come. The production will come as that offense rounds into form. Uh, But I like A.J. Brown as a trade target this week as he has underperformed to date. D.K. Metcalf is the third target, and he might be a little bit harder to get because um, he's he's a top 35 wide receiver right now. He's wide receiver 33, and he did have a really good uh, week one. So week two was definitely a downer. Uh, but sometimes you can, you can jump on down weeks uh, for teams that are frustrated with uh, losing a tight game because a star player did not meet expectations. So jump on a DK Metcalf if you can. He was one of my seven wide receivers at the beginning of the year that I thought could – Uh, be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football in 2021. Kind of being overshadowed by his running mate there in Seattle, uh, Tyler Lockett, but DK Metcalf will get his targets. He will be a tough wide receiver to cover, so somebody to to look at in trades for this week. And then uh, I've got a tight end here, and it is George Kittle. He is the 12th-ranked tight end, and that – my friends, is not what we were hoping for out of George Kittle in 2021. He was supposed to be a top three locked and loaded guy that you could just snatch in the second or third round and lock it away that he was going to be a top level tight end target. He has not appeared to be so, so far, but he can be. And as the offense continues to evolve and the year continues to move forward, I expect George Kittle will become a bigger target in the passing game. Uh, so get on the George Kittle train while you can. Um, Kyle Pitts is another one to maybe jump on, but I think managers have calmed down a little bit after a pretty decent week two. Uh, so George Kittle, definitely somebody to target in trade talks this week. And then lastly, we're going to jump on a quarterback, the guy I mentioned uh, when talking about A.J. Brown, and it's Ryan Tannehill. He is putting up great um, – attempt numbers on a weekly basis he's he's putting up a lot of attempts and he's going to pass the ball a lot their defense isn't that great so they're going to be playing uh, shootout games I believe a lot so Ryan Tannehill the touch Tannehill the touchdowns will come the production will come just ride it out a little bit longer hopefully week three um, will be the turning point for Ryan Tannehill and he will become the QB one that you 
drafted him to be right now. He is QB 23. All right, those are some trade targets to keep in mind as you approach the week three slate of games. If you guys have any other trade targets that you want to mention, again, hit me up at thebets93, T-H-E-B-E-T-Z-9-3. Love to hear from you. Who are you targeting in trades this week? All right, that does it for the Triple F Podcast Week uh, 3 edition. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Come back next week, next Wednesday, for another episode. We will recap Steelers-Bengals and look ahead to the Green Bay Packers. Hope you all have a great Wednesday, and God bless.